This episode of the Close to the Heart podcast has been rated M for mature audiences only. Some material and dialogue may not be suitable for members of the family under 18 years of age. This episode of the Klaus to the Heart podcast is brought to you by our friends at Barley and Vine. Barley and Vine is a casual neighborhood hangout that specializes in locally sourced and locally crafted wine and beer. They're getting ready to open at the Elms Road Square between Calkins and Court Street. And you can check them out now before their grand opening on Facebook and Instagram as well as their website barleyandvinemi.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Klaus to the Heart, Klaus to the Heart, Klaus to the Heart podcast. I'm Jason Klaus. I have opinions. Some people may agree with them. Some people may not. Life does not have to be overly complicated. Some of it is as simple as not being a butthole. This is probably going to get me fired up. You don't have to agree with me. That's perfectly fine. But there are people who do. There is a silver lining to just about anything that comes your way in life. We just have to look for it. This is the Klaus to the Heart podcast. Podcast. This is the Klaus to the Heart podcast. Powered by Anchor.fm. You are listening to the Klaus to the Heart podcast powered by Anchor.fm. I'm Jason Klaus. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to the show. I certainly appreciate it. Appreciate all of the feedback. Uh, and we are very excited uh, over uh, the next uh, batch of content that's coming your way through the number of platforms that Klaus to the Heart umbrella overseas uh you're listening to the podcast right now uh and a special shout out and thanks to our friends over at anchor.fm and spotify for making this available um we also have new shows coming up on uh on the youtube channel we're going to get to that later on in in the program here when i sit down to think about what kind of episodes I, I want to do and what kind of shows I want to have across the various platforms that I have now. Um, I, I put a lot of time and effort into trying to come up with content that I think is going to um, relate to the, the majority of you. Um, they, they, it may not be, um, you know, word for word, carbon copies, you know, situations because we've all, we all have different things going on, but I tried to come up with, with some sort of content, some sort of topic that you may be listening to be like, yeah, I can kind of, I can kind of relate to that. I, I understand where he's coming from, where he talks about it. And a lot, a lot of times, um, they may be, and that is the case for this episode. Uh, it, it may be something that may have been briefly touched on on a previous episode. Um, 
but I think it it deserves a deeper dive into it. Now, because I have uh, kind of put myself out there in, in kind of the public view in a number of different ways, um, you know, I try to channel content that's going to be re relatable to just about anybody that follows our product, whether it be, you know, here on the podcast, the YouTube channel, or the Michigan Wrestling Organization, and understanding that not everybody is a wrestling fan, um, I know tackling re re wrestling-related topics is going to turn off a certain percentage of my regular uh, listeners or viewers or, or what have you. I understand that, but a, a lot of times, more often than not, um, you know, wrestling related topics are about the history of my company and a lot of my friends who, who know me through various walks of life, um, you know, they're interested in hearing the backstories and, and things, and especially the current roster now, they, um, you know, they like to hear the stories, uh, you know, of of what brought us to where they are right now. But with that being said, I try to make it known right out of the gate if that topic is going to be re wrestling related. So if you're not, if that's not your cup of tea, that's not something that you're interested in, then you know within the first minute or so of, of the program, you know, what that's going to be geared towards. This week is not that this is going to be one of those topics that um, had previously been touched on. I'm going to do a deeper dive on it because, look, under no circumstances do I ever want to come off as somebody that's a that um, you know I don't have a degree in psychology or sociology or anything like that. Um, my observations, my opinions on on specific topics are made just through observing reading uh generally the that comes from social media um obviously i'm very involved with facebook twitter too not as much on twitter because twitter is just it, i've said it before man it is a cesspool of negativity there, but a lot of what I'm going to talk about on this episode really stems from what I see on Twitter and Facebook too, for 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 that matter, because these social media sites provide every single person that has an account through one or the other or both. Um, it gives them an audience. It gives them. Um, sets of eyeballs to read whatever it is that they are posting about whatever topic is occupying their brain waves at that time. And you can tell if you have people on on your friends list and they're one they're they're the ones that are posting something every 15 minutes all day every day just and, and some of it, I feel like it's just, they put it out there for shock value just to kind of 
get people talking, get people engaged in their in their posts or their or their or their opinions and stuff. We've all done it. I I mean, if you are on social media, you know, essentially in some aspects, that's what it was created for. It was to provide a platform to voice your opinion, to share parts of your life that you seem that you deem acceptable to your friends, to family who live, you know, great distances away from you, out of state a lot of times. So in that aspect, social media is is a good thing. You know, it, it does provide a lot of positives. It does provide a lot of good. But I am here to tell you, some of the people who I who I've read, whose things I've read, whose memes I've seen, um, uh, conversations that very few because I don't really engage in 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 um, bullshit. Really, <laughs> I just I I I don't know how else to to describe it. I don't necessarily engage in conversations, especially ones that are you know political or or religious i i i mean i have my thoughts and my opinions on on those those kind of topics but i'm not going to put it out there for the public to read because quite frankly i don't really believe it's anybody else's business whether or not i believe in god um i have my beliefs i have my my opinions on it and and those are mine you know i'm not I don't feel the need that I need to justify how I feel about any specific topic by putting it out there on social media for people to see and have their own opinions. And I mean, you've seen it more often than not. It's it starts this huge, you know, pissing contest through through text form, you know, somebody's you know, post that was two or three sentences long, but it was the most obnoxious two or three sentences that you've ever read. The next thing you know, they've got 78 comments on that particular thread. And, and it gets, the, the longer it gets, the more volatile it becomes. And I don't understand why people tend to, um, spend their time engaging in that kind of of nonsense i mean what difference does it make if somebody agrees with you or not you know we've all we i've said it a million times on the show we all come from different walks of life we all have these we all have different experiences that have helped shaped who we are and how we think about things but the one common thing that I see on a regular basis, I mean, each and every time, each and every day that I go on to social media, Facebook or Twitter, because I don't do the Instagram thing or TikTok or what, you know, whatever else is out there. <clears throat> the biggest issue that I find and the one thing that gets me fired up when I am scrolling through social media um, is, and, and again, these are just my opinions, but I don't understand why people will present 
their opinions as fact. And if you don't agree with their point of view and you have a response that has scientific or undisputable data, proof, or facts that disqualify what that individual is relaying, um, it, it's, it, it starts to become a thing. And I, I just, I, I don't have the mindset to where I'm going to put my opinion out there as fact. Now, um, back in, back in the day when I first started using social media, I, um, I was guilty of that. You know, I would just post what, whatever I wanted and, uh, and I didn't really give a crap one way or the other, how it was going to be, be received now. As I've gotten older and, you know, my focus has shifted and, you know, other things have, have become relevant in my life now that wouldn't, that wasn't necessarily the case back then. For example, kids, you know, um, I, uh, I had to rethink about how I, I present things on social media a lot of people don't do that. They will um, they will present an an opinion um, as uh, you know undisputed facts. And my my thing is, and the one thing that you know for me personally that will make my blood boil with I mean with the quickness is any time one of the major news outlets in our area will report something about uh, my place of employment and um, what is going on, you know, behind the scenes and on the floor and, and everything like that. And then you get all of these people, uh, you know, sometimes hundreds that will post the most obnoxious shit that you have ever seen and, and, and reading their comments, you realize real quickly, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They don't know. They, you can tell they have never stepped foot into an assembly plant, but because they've gotten this information from the news, which <laughs> let's face it is not always accurate. Um, they may know friends who know friends who dated this guy who, you know, I, and I've gone through this before that, uh, you know, they hear things second, third, fourth, fifth hand, and all of a sudden they're, they're an expert on what's going on on the shop floor. Um, the, the same can be said with, um, you know, any kind of sports and or entertainment entity. And I, and I'm going to tell you, pro wrestling fans are among the absolute worst at this, uh, because they, they think that they are the end all be all. They are the ultimate fan and they know everything about everything. And they present their opinions as that, as they know what's going on. Hey, listen, the fact of the matter is, um, and again, you, you can tell just by the way these, 
messages and these posts are written and constructed and, and the things that they put in there, these people have never been in a wrestling environment other than those people who are buying a ticket to sit in a seat and watch a live event. If you have not been involved in the business, you've got no shit and idea of what you're talking about. You're not in the booking meetings. You're not in on the road. You're not in the ring. You're not doing anything. You are a fan. So quit trying to present yourself as an absolute expert. The, the, I mean, there is a great, great uh, divide um, in terms of how the American people view our government. Whether you find yourself on the Democratic side of of the spectrum or the Republican or whatever the case may be, <clears throat> you are, you know, you are entitled to how you feel. Um, you are entitled to an opinion, but that does not give you the right to, to condemn others that do not see things the way that you see them. Fact of the matter is, unless you are in the meetings, you're in the offices, you're doing everything, you don't know every single aspect of what's going on or what's, what's, being, you know, looked at in terms of any major, you know, choices and decisions that our elected leaders are making. We've seen that, I mean, tenfold during the course of a global pandemic. Um, fact of the matter is, it comes down to this, ladies and gentlemen. It comes down to this, because I, I'm, I'm a person that, as you know, if you've been listening to my shows for any length of time, you know that I will go to great lengths to try to make things not as complicated as they've been made out to be. Sometimes if you just kind of peel the layers of the onion, you get down to to the middle of it, it's really not that complicated. Um, those people who who are often the ones who are complaining about you know, what's being put on social media and the negativity that that comes from it. Hey, a lot of times you are feeding into that, into that monster. Uh, because the fact is when you have to bottom, if you had to bottom line it, it comes down to this. Um, if, if you want less conflict, if you want, um, you, you know, social media should be something of an enjoyable experience, you know, for the reasons that I, I laid out a little bit ago. Um, but if you want to take great steps to alleviate a lot of the negativity, there's a couple of things that can be done. Um, first and foremost, and this is the big one here. Um, and, Know what you're talking about before you start talking, okay? What I mean by that is um, you, you don't have to be directly involved, but if you've, if you've done enough research, legitimate research, not things that are posted on these satire websites and, and all, the, all this other shit because a lot of misinformation gets uh, distributed because people don't take the time to check the source 
that the article or the story or what have you came from. Um, check reputable, you know, sources, number one. Um, and another thing is just, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it sounds so simple, but it's something that gets so over overlooked. There are, there are people, or there were, we'll get to that in a second, on my, on my friends list, and, and when they post things on there, and, and it starts to occupy a lot of the news feed that I'm seeing, um, you know, you can just tell that they don't know what they're talking about, or, or they've gotten some bad information, or they just feel like that they're an expert in, in everything, and yeah, you can be an expert in things without being directly involved. Uh, for example, um, my friend Sean Grugel, um, is a huge Titanic buff. I mean, the guy has done, um, a lot of different research and really put the time in to learn the different aspects of everything surrounding the Titanic. But Sean was not on the ship when it went down, you know. So that that's one example. Whereas, like for me, um, professional wrestling has been my entire life. It has been the focal point of my entire life. It has shaped who I am fundamentally as a person. Um, I have studied it for over thirty years. I have watched it for over thirty years. I have followed it. I have. You know, I've I, I've gotten to know pretty pretty well the the ins and outs of of the product, the industry itself. Yes, I have twenty five years of running my own wrestling business, but that doesn't make me an expert on what's happening in the headquarters of WWE. Um, I am, you know, as far as WWE is is concerned, I, I'm a fan. I watch what they present. I have my opinions, but I don't present it as fact. We, and, you know, I kind of got into a, um, not really a pissing contest, but, I, I, you know, I had to really think about how I, I presented my opinions. And, and sometimes, a, a lot of times, a missing word or, you know, two or three words or the way I could, you know, a punctuation is, is used can misconstrue your, your message. We just came off of WrestleMania 36 and the match that I thought was the, the best thing of the entire show was the Firefly Funhouse match with Bray Wyatt and John Cena. Other people liked Undertaker and AJ Styles, so it 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 became well. No, that match sucked because the Boneyard match was was better. Hey, I appreciated the Boneyard match for what it was, but for for me, I got more entertainment out of what Cena and Bray Wyatt did. That's you know, and that's just one one example. That's not me trying to tell you, hey, if you liked the Boneyard match, you are an asshole and you shouldn't watch wrestling. No, that's that's not my point. My point was for me personally, the thing that made WrestleMania thirty six was Bray Wyatt and John Cena. That was my opinion. 
you can go through any type of you know musical act movies tv shows blah 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 and you can be a big fan of any of those entities you can be a huge supporter you can do the research you can um you know really have have a a substantial opinion one way or the other but at the end of the day they're still your opinions they're not fact because you weren't on the set you don't really know what's going on. You just know what's being reported. And as we all know, what <clears throat> there's a fine line between what's being reported and what's, what's actually happened. That happens regardless, regardless of what you're talking about. Religion, politics, entertainment, sports, anything. That's just the way that it is. Um... The exception that I take to it is, you know, it's specifically my case, and some of you have had similar instances, but it's when you have those people that have never stepped foot in, in a place, in the place that you work, or you have never been behind the scenes of some sort of entertainment or sports entity but you are on social media and you are making an unnecessary spectacle of yourself because you are relaying information that is a hundred percent wrong. And when you are presented with facts and figures as to why you are a hundred percent wrong, you, um, you take exception to that. And, and and I really started thinking about it a few weeks ago. Why do people do this? Why do people do this? What is the fundamental reason why people will take something that they know nothing about and try to present it as something that they are directly involved in or affected by? Affected by can be a gray area because every situation is going to affect every single person differently. Um, the, I mean, just the minor details, it may not, it, you know, like <clears throat> if you work for a company and, um, your company is forced to close down. Yeah. Um, every single person that worked for, for that company across the board are affected by it because they no longer have jobs. The ripple effect of that loss of employment is, is the part that becomes individualized. Because while, while Chuck over here may have been putting 30% of every paycheck in like a savings account or something like that for the last 25 years, whereas... Uh, Seth over here has been blowing his his money before he even gets it. Well, obviously Chuck is going to be in a better situation financially immediately following the layoff than Seth is. Seth is starting to shit his pants because um, he's got no money saved up. You know, he just didn't think uh, a day would ever come. Apparently that. Um, he would no longer be employed, gainfully employed by, you know, with, with this company. So yeah, there, there are layers to it. Um, but at the same time, 
you are presenting things as as fact when you really have no idea what you're talking about and when other people start to see that you know it it could be somebody that you've known for years you know like in my case um there's i had somebody on my friends list that i have been cordial with for a long time um not necessarily on the level to where i'm having them over on the weekends for barbecues and bonfires and and things of this nature but it's somebody that i had generally enjoyed having conversations with um but something had been reported about the you know us employees returning to work and what all was going to be implemented and all of a sudden this individual who no kidding uh is a lifer in the fast food industry and take nothing away from people that make the fast food industry as their careers but um dropping a basket of fries and you know and is totally different than what I'm doing for my living. Uh, and uh, you really can't compare the two. I mean, it's two totally opposite ends of the spectrum, but this individual, um, you know, for whatever reason, thought it that it would be a good idea to just start start run, running that hole in, in his face to the point to where, um, I, you know, it came time to disqualify myself from that kind of crap for, for the lack of better words, because I'm not going to spend my time reading that, you know, in, 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 in one instance, I feel compelled that I need to get on there and, and stand up for myself and stand up for my colleagues, my coworkers, my union brothers and sisters, I feel obligated to do that. But I also know that in this instance, in this case, I could lay out uh, every fact about the about the subject, facts that are proven, that's happening, that's you know, it's undisputable, and they just will not accept that. And, and, and they're, they're going to tell me that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And furthermore, and this is the one thing that, that will get me fired up faster than anything to tell me that I'm stupid for doing what I do or believing in what I believe. Hey, don't fucking tell me that I'm stupid. Okay. I'm, I may not be an Albert Einstein Okay, but I, by no stretch of the imagination, do I think I'm stupid, and um, I, I take great exception to that. So I started thinking, what compels people to to behave like this? What compels people to go on a public fo- a platform and, and and just spew all this stupid nonsense? And I think I have it pegged for a good number of those people that subscribe to this ph- philosophy. And it's not really all that that complicated. They want attention. They're lacking something in their lives where they're not getting the attention that their ego ne- feels that they need. Um, 
and and this is just my opinion. This is my observation. But in 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 people that fall under that umbrella will go to great lengths to dispute that. No, you don't know how I am. You don't know what I think. You don't know how I feel. No, I don't because I'm not you. However, as an outside person looking into the conflict, I'm here to tell you that the reason why you keep replying to every single thing that may be written, you know, every single smart-ass comment that you make is because you are getting attention. It may not be ideal attention, it may be negatively drawn attention, but you are getting attention. People are talking about you. People are talking to you through a social media platform. You are getting the attention that you are not receiving in some other facet of your life. And this is what makes you feel important. Be damned the fact that you know, the attention that you're getting are people that are looking at what you're reading, you know, writing and posting and things of this nature, and they look at you as a complete and total asshole. That doesn't matter to, to people like that because they're getting that attention. Their ego is being fed. And a lot of cases, the more backlash that they get the bigger that ego becomes inflated and they become a um, you know they thrive on this and they will do anything to to get that attention to the point to where uh, you know it's it gets so so far blown out of proportion uh a lot of times you forget what the core issue was because it just took sidebar after sidebar after sidebar and it splintered into this whole thing that is nowhere near what the original argument is because the topic of conversation veers from what the initial conflict is to why is this person such a, f- a fuckhole? And, and I found myself feeling like that each and every time I went to social media. So um, this is the other thing that you can do to alleviate a lot of of social media negativity is go through your friends list and start deleting some, some people. Um, the ones that you find yourself scrolling through, the ones that have... Um, you know, gone on on this rampage of negativity and, you know, and the type of behavior that you do not subscribe to, nothing says that you have to see that. Um, and And if you're worried about, you know, hurting people's feelings, well, instead of unfriending somebody, you can mute them, you can unfollow them, so that while they may maintain a spot on that precious friends list, um, you don't have to be subjected to the kind of content that they're bringing to your newsfeed that you find yourself not agreeing with or making you upset or pissing you off or whatever the case may be. Um, we have that option. And, uh, you know, like last night, I went through and um, I'm, 
my friends list was probably over a hundred people lighter than than what it, than what it was when I started the, the day um, because I I just got tired of it and and other ones um, you know there may be some sense of loyalty that I am not agreeing with uh, fundamentally right now you know I didn't kicked them off the off my friends list I you know I used that unfollow option um because I don't need to see that shit and and I'm not gonna sit here and spend my time engaging in a, a war of words on social media over something that I have experience in or of a philosophy that that differs from what your opinion is but you're trying to to you know present it as fact we all have different eyes we all see things different ways we all need to figure out a way to coexist um and a lot of that is going to revolve around people eating a slice of humble pie and realize that the whole fucking world does not revolve around them their opinions are important to a degree, yes. But at the end of the day, they are opinions. They are not fact. If you want to build a strong argument about something, incorporate some facts. Don't incorporate second and third hand information. And don't just base it on what your opinion is. Because it no longer becomes, in my eyes... When you present opinion as fact, you are disqualifying my full attention to what you're telling me. I'm giving you, you know, some effort, but I'm not fully invested in it because you don't know what you're talking about and you look like a complete asshole. And some people need to be reminded of that, you know, they just do, you know, especially, you know, the whole government thing. My God politics suck that they just suck and i mean it there's never going to be a right or wrong because everybody's opinion is is different no you're not going to make everybody happy you're not going to make everybody um you know feel all warm and fuzzy because everybody will find something to nitpick about they just do they thrive on the drama. They thrive on the negativity. They thrive on, on chaos. Those are the kind of people I want nowhere near me. Those are the kind of people that got booted off my friends list. Not like my friends list is like some sort of end all be all. And, you know, you're not a good person if you're not on Jason Klaus's friends list on, on Facebook. That is not the case. That was my decision. That was that was my doing to alleviate a lot of the negativity that I see on a daily basis, and I will not let that dictate my mood or my 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 overall outlook on the day. Because there's a lot better things going on in my life than whether or not so, somebody s- supports the stay-at-home order or not. Just one example. Um, at the end of the day. Um, just know what you're talking about before you start talking. It will it will alleviate a lot of the unwanted neg- negativity. But on the on the other side of that coin, um, if you are a person that will do or say anything just to um, 
garner some sort of negative response, negative reply, and you are one that thrives on all the drama, just know, you know, outside your little clique of friends and whoever may support your nearsightedness in a lot of cases, just know that that the rest of you look, look, look at you like you are the epitome of butthole. So, with that being said, we are going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to um, come back uh, with a spotlight a segment and give you a preview of some other projects that we're working on this week going into next week for Klaus of the Heart. We'll be right back right after this. Are you a fan of local music? Are you a fan of music in general? I mean, really, in this day and age, how could you not be, right? I want to tell you about my friend Todd Gilbert. Todd Gilbert is one of the most talented local musicians I have ever seen or heard. And he just released his brand new CD, Out of the Shadows. It's now available on Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify, and other platforms. And in celebration of this brand new album from Todd Gilbert. He is doing a virtual CD release party this Saturday, May the 16th, beginning at 7 p.m. You can find it live on Facebook at Todd Gilbert Music or on youtube.com slash toddalicious81. Check out Todd and his brand new album, Out of the Shadows, available now wherever you find your music. Welcome back to the show. I uh, certainly appreciate you taking time out of your day to give the episode a listen. And as we wrap up uh, this episode, a couple of things I want to talk about. First of all, um, I want to shed a spotlight on uh, a couple of people that are really grabbing life by the horns and um, really going out on a limb, taking a chance on themselves as they... Um, embark on this new new endeavor um my friends josh and lena blair are getting ready to open up their their new business in in the flint area barley and vine you've heard the ads for it on the program here and um you know i'm not going to go into a you know an advertisement read read through like like i had been doing but i just wanted to uh you know, take take a couple of minutes and just let them know how how proud I am. Uh, you know, of them. Um, my wife and I uh, actually worked with Lena at uh, at an apartment complex. That's how we met, and I you know, obviously I met Josh through Lena, and um, you know they are really going through great lengths and um, going to. Uh, open up this new business once we get past this this pandemic and um, you know anybody who has started any kind of business knows the you know the struggles that come with it and a lot of times um, you know these roadblocks we've talked about roadblocks several times over the course of the on on this program but uh, you know they are they are determined to make this thing work and it's a very cool idea and uh they've put a lot of work hard work and effort into it so i'm very excited for them and, and i'm you know 
proud to know, you know, proud to know them, and I really wish them nothing but the absolute best. And you know, even during the course of of this pandemic and the stay-at-home orders and things of this nature, they've done some pretty cool things to try to get their name out there, to try engage in uh, in clientele. Uh, they did a pretty cool pr- promotion. Uh, over Mother's Day weekend, where uh, if you bought, you had an you had an opportunity to buy a gift card uh, to their business, and uh, for you know like an upgrade charge, they would include you know, a red rose for the mom in your life, and then they would um, you know observe while observing social distancing, they were uh, personally. Uh, bringing these these gifts to the, to these people, and I thought, man, what what a cool idea! And and, and that's what that's the, that's the type of thing that sets people who are serious about achieving their goals apart from those that are just dr- dreaming about achieving their goals and doing everything um, at fifty percent instead of a hundred instead of a hundred percent. So um, I'm very excited for them. And I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to checking everything out. You know, once they get the green light to open their doors, uh, Barley and Vine is is the uh, the name of of their business, and uh, uh, they're opening up in Flint at the uh, Elms Road Square, um, and uh, it's 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 gonna be really cool. And I'm and I'm looking forward. Uh, to seeing their their uh their great success, so um my my hats off and the spotlight this week go to the Blair family. Uh, as we uh, wrap up here, you're obviously listening to this episode of the podcast. The next episode uh of the Close to the Heart podcast here on Anchor. Dot .fm uh, we're going to go back and revisit uh, the year 2000 um specifically um the the centerpiece of that will be WrestleRama 6 so it's going to be another chapter in the history of the MWO um that's going to make our roster and fans happy there's a lot of meat on the bone on in the in the year 2000 name changes and um an, an influx of new talent, old talent being shown the door, um, really the start of a new era for the MWO. And uh, there will be some cool behind-the-scenes stories that I'll be able to tell on on that episode. Um, now, tomorrow, if you're listening to this on, uh, on Wednesday, tomorrow... Um, I have a new episode of the Klaus to the Heart on YouTube. Um, I had I was able to sit down and have a conversation with um, Sean Grugel, who is uh, known to the independent wrestling world as Levi Blue, um, one of my favorite people in the business. Um, this is more of a wrestling related topic but we for the first time actually sat sit down and, and discuss the formation of what would become the power trip and for MWO fans the power trip was uh, uh, one of the most su- successful and controversial 
factions in the history of our company. Like we would get legitimate heat. Like people were legitimately pissed at us for a long time. Uh, both the ones that were watching the show and the ones who were performing in it. So uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna sit down and talk you know talk about that, and then uh, later on. Uh, we will have a new episode of the Klaus and Cloyd show. And um, we're going to kind of reevaluate how we approach that particular program. Uh, we have some new ideas in mind to kind of break up the, the episode a little bit. And uh, I, I think, you know, as we continue to make, you know, changes and improvements on, on the program, I think you'll appreciate what, what we're trying to do. So, um, just keep checking us out on, on Facebook, just look for, uh, Klaus to the heart on Facebook and, uh, you'll get all of the updates through there, um, also check us out on YouTube. We'll just look for Klaus to the Heart. And um, if you haven't done so already, hit the subscribe button. I would certainly appreciate it. And uh, if you have um, a shout out, an email, an idea, feedback, um, you may run a business that you want a little bit of publicity for and you want me to do a, uh, a read-through ad on on the podcast here i i'd be happy to do it for you uh just send us an, e an email at close to the heart at gmail.com or you can send us a direct message through facebook so um again certainly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to the show and to support uh these projects i'm very grateful for each and every one of you so go out there make the most of of the day maximize your minutes take care of yourselves and each other and we will see you next time right here on the klaus to the heart podcast powered by anchor.fm